welcome to the River D Centre podcast. Listen back to the Sunday worship message recorded live in our church building in Flint, North Wales. Today's message, this is week three, week three of Breakthrough. So we should have a little Breakthrough sign. Yeah, there we go. So Breakthrough at Riverdean, week number three. We've got Emma next week um, preaching uh, through, and she is number four in the series, and that is the last one. And then we're moving into a different series, which is all about why and the why questions of life. So why is there suffering or why did Jesus have to die or why and that's the why series but for today we're still in breakthrough and um, anyone in the room give me a show of hands has got everything sorted and there is no need for any breakthrough in your life interesting we better clear some space for the prayer time at the end then because there's really some stuff to sort out How good is it that we can come to a place in church, in faith, and say, God, we've not got it all together. God, I need help. God, I need you. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we give you this moment. We give you this word. God, take these words and apply it, Lord, um, through your Holy Spirit right into our hearts. God, I pray that you would be turning the soil of our hearts, Lord, planting us something, something of you this morning, Lord. Not, not my words, but yours, we pray. God, speak directly to our hearts. Amen. Amen. You know, Elizabeth, last week's message, she looked at Acts chapter 2. Now, I, I reckon Acts chapter 2 is, certainly when it comes to the New Testament, is one of the most common scriptures reference especially in terms of the holy spirit it's where we read about pentecost it's where we read about the 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 holy spirit coming and to uh, sort of ignite the early church it's where gift that jesus had promised comes and fills the people i love the fact that she was speaking about that were had come to Jerusalem at the time they traveled far and wide because of what happened at Pentecost because of the actions of the Holy Spirit they stayed they wanted to stay so all joking aside when I say we should be a complimentary church and I get you to tell each other that you are looking fine and do all that the reality is they created an environment through the Holy Spirit that made people want to stay and want to settle, and want to be a part of what God is doing. She took the chapter, and she flipped it on its head. She looked at it in reverse, and I remember when she was planning it, I was like, why is she doing that? But it really worked when the script took the end result, and then she worked backwards, and the end result was the, the words at the right at the end of Acts chapter 2, and God added to their number daily. I think we're all being honest that we want God to be adding to us, to be growing us numerically. Spirit grow. We want it. We want some of that. But how did it happen? And how the Holy Spirit broke out and the early church broke through. And it was a great message of how 
you know what? If we're going to do anything for the kingdom of God in our own strength, so limited. We're so limited. Yeah, we're made in God's image, but without relationship with him, we're nothing. We're lost. We're separated from God. Yeah, in right relationship with God, because of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we form part of the church. We form part of the people of God that are ready to break through. The Holy Spirit broke out and the early church broke through. Today, we're going to look at some practical tools for breakthrough. Practical tools for breakthrough. I just want to I just want to start by getting you to imagine a world without worry, without doubt, without struggle, without pain, without sickness, without loss, without any need whatsoever. It all sounds too true, right? Just got a bit of a squeal on the microphone. There we go. He's just bringing it down a peck. It feels like a world too good to be true. Listen to this. If you've got your Bibles and you want to turn to it, go for it. But we're going quick. Revelation 21, 3 to 8. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among them. He will be them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from his. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. It goes on verse six to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega. I am the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without the cost, without cost, bring the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all of this. And I will be their God. And they will be my children. Verse 8. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, the liars, will all be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This, the second death. You know, what an amazing passage of scripture. And you know what? It was so tempting to stop at the good bit. It was so tempting to stop at verse 7 where it was all good, where it was all beautiful, where God was our God or is our God and we are his children and the victorious inherit all of that. There is no cost to the spring of water of life and yet we are lavished in love for eternity with our King. Yet, to have good, there has to be evil. To have heaven, there has to be hell. There are those that are saved and those that will come through not to be saved. 
often it seems scary or ill-placed thinking to think about what if, what if people don't come through to faith. Well, I want to start off with something that sort of shares this morning when we're thinking about breakthrough. This is the ultimate breakthrough. The ultimate breakthrough where we break through eternity with Christ. And yet for some, that breakthrough will not happen. As a church, we're responsible for living the best life we can in that people how there is so much more to life than what maybe people think. You know what I loved about that kid's song? You know, we were met in the image of God, the potter and the clay. You know, if kids understand at a very young and early age that God is the potter and they are the clay, life for them if they get that revelation if they can grasp that that there is more to life than them that they aren't in complete control that god is in control of their life and he wants to mold them and shape them into the image of his son then life will be very different for those kids growing up but what i think we're seeing is we're seeing generations of grow up that have got it the wrong way around They think that they are the potter. They think that life is their clay to do what they want and what they will with. Who's ever tried to pot clay before? It's a nightmare. I did it once on a school trip. It is well hard. Do you remember that school trip where we used to, they used to say it was cow pat, didn't they, on the the sides of the huts? I think they were lying to us, but as kids, it was very believable. We went to this like old fashioned England place. Anyway, I'm, I'm digressing. The reality is if you've tried to pot clay, it's so hard. You, you've got to get the right amount of water. You've got to spin the turntable. When I say turntable, I, mean, I don't mean turntable as in DJ. I mean spin the turntable at the right pace. You've got to mold. You've got to shape. You've got to, enough pressure, but not enough pressure. You've got to be in control. It's a skill. It's a fine art. You know, life be successful in life is a skill it's a fine art and you know what god designed us the bible says he created us he knitted us together in our mother's womb god is in control just yesterday i'm chatting to my friend about how the world became the world and he thinks science and i think yeah okay science is is good i understand that science helps us learn but for me the world was designed it was put together it was created by an almighty incredible The potter and the clay. If we want to think about breakthrough, if we want to think about how we break through ultimately into a life of eternity with Christ, it starts by recognizing that we're the clay, that we're not in complete control, that we're not in charge of what we do. We are there to be molded and shaped by our creator. Just thinking about that scripture from Revelation. Why have I gone there? Why am I saying that? Why am I with you idea of breakthrough? Well, using Elizabeth's methodology of starting with the end, 
That's where we're going with this. That in that scripture, verse 6, God says, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. Talking about, about this designer God, the Alpha, the beginning. He was there. And the Omega at the end. If you were here on Thursday night, I was sharing just a quick um, set of scripture from um, the prophet Micah. And I was, we, we won't turn to it just for, for keeping the pace, but reading from Micah. Great scripture where God says he's drawing people in, into the pen, like sheep into the pen. And the king will lead them out. The king will lead them out. And you know, the Bible speaks about a a, a wedding, the bride and the bride of Christ coming together, the church and coming. There's a real sense that in the days that we're living in, God is bringing his people in. God is bringing us into a place and he's going to lead us out. The king is going to take us out in, into the glory, into the victory that is a life with Christ for eternity. Ultimate breakthrough. Ultimate breakthrough. You know, I want to say this right off the bat. You are not responsible for anybody else's salvation. You're not responsible. You're responsible for your own. You're responsible for your own. And I have spoke to people that have felt real pain and real heartache and real grief because they don't feel they did enough for somebody else. The Bible is clear in its teaching. The Bible is clear when the Bible says, go and make false. Go and showcase a life with Christ. Be, speak truth. Speak with honesty. Speak with integrity. Act with integrity. But men and women have to find their own faith. Have to find their own relationship with Jesus. It's our job to signpost. It's our job to make available to show Christ, to give opportunity, to speak truth, to show what life is all about. But it isn't our job to do the saving. The Bible is very on that. The gospel, the gospel message, our role in sharing Jesus with people. Well, the gospel quite literally means the word gospel, literally news. The good news is that we can be on the winning team. Because Jesus, Jesus, who was fully God, became fully man. Jesus, the way. Jesus, the truth. Jesus, the life. Through his actions on the cross, when he died and rose again, three days later, conquered death. And by doing so, opened up the way to heaven. He cleared the path for us to join the winning team. You know, the best thing that you can do for the other people is to focus on your relationship with Christ, grow into the person that Christ has called you to be. Be that attractive person where people go, what is it that he or she has got that I don't have? Be that person that speaks when they need to, that is quiet and listens when you need to, that acts in a heavenly kingdom focused way 
Why am I speaking so much about the gospel at the start of this practical tools for breakthrough? Because it's the gospel. It's the good news. It's what people need to hear. And if we're going to build a life on any foundation, it's got to be on the foundation that Jesus Christ is our Savior, King of kings and Lord of lords. You've only got to think about Peter when Jesus says to him, who do you say I am? And Peter replies, you're the Messiah, God. And then Jesus says, that revelation has come to you, not by people, not by man, but by the Holy Spirit. Personal breakthrough is about keeping on to the end. Keep going. If we want to, if we want to, If we want to follow Jesus into eternity, we've got to keep going to the end. Keep going to the end. So someone shares the gospel with you or you share the gospel with someone and they come to faith. They become a Christian. They become a believer. All their troubles are over, right? Wrong. Wrong. The Bible doesn't tell us that. The Bible tells us to stand strong, to to have faith. Life can be tough. Maybe you're walking, walking with someone at the moment, or maybe that you're, you're feeling this yourself. Moment to the brink, crossroads, uncertain direction, grasping for purpose, scrambling for traction, days of doubt, moments of madness, seasons of strife, stref, stress, and stale faith. Maybe monotony, life is boring. Maybe sin, circumstances beyond your control, worry, pain, grief, disillusionment, just a few, just a few of the things that we may be experiencing, even though, even though we would say we've got a relationship with Christ. So you go to see the pastor, you meet up with him and he says, have you prayed about it? What are you reading in the Bible? And you think to yourself, ah, what does this guy, he or she, what do they not get about my situation? Life is tough. This is rubbish. I thought life with Christ was supposed to be full of life and life in all its fullness. And the pastor says, have you about it? What is God saying to you through his word? Practical tools for breakthrough. This is a model for W's four W's, that Elizabeth and myself, we've used them for years, used them for years, and we used to use them in our youth cells, in these four W's to help me with breaking through any situation. And they're this, welcome, worship, word, works. well, worship, word, and works. Let me break them down for you very simply and very quickly. Welcome, God I need you. I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my circumstances. And I welcome you into my pressure situation. You know, there are so many Christians that I speak with and sit down with and talk to. Don't involve God in their struggles. They, they are, there's a separation between their faith and their struggle. By welcoming God into your life, into your situations, 
starting to, to use for breaking through, a practical tool. Well, how do you welcome God into your situation? You say, God, I need you. When worry kicks in, when situations cause you to be fearful, you take a right now, I'm going to welcome God into this situation. I'm going to welcome him here. The second one, worship. God, you are good. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are victorious and there is no one like you. After you've welcomed the situation into your circumstances, into the things that have fallen apart in your life, begin to worship him. Say, God, I've welcomed you here because you are King of kings and Lord of lords. The third one, word, God, what are you saying to me? What do you need to remind me what are the promises of God that I should be standing firm on? You know, when the pastor says, have you read your Bible? He's not trying to be annoying. He's not trying to patronize. He's not trying to make you feel like a Sunday school. He's trying to speak life into your life that says, what is God saying to you through the Bible, through the word of God? What are the promises that you're standing on. You know, the Bible is stacked. I don't know. I've, I Googled it. Some things said 8,000 promises. Some said 3,000 promises. Some said five. There's loads. I, don't quote me on it. There's stacks of them. Find them. Read them. Stand on them. You know, a promise that I keep coming to, Ephesians 2.10, when I feel like I've not got it together, that I'm struggling, that I don't really know what's going on, that I, I don't feel like I'm making the grade, Ephesians 10 says this, that I am a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus, created to do good things that God has planned for me in advance for me to do. And I quote that promise time and time again before Connect Meal, before I get up and preach, before I, I say, God, whatever You've got planned for me today. You've created me in your image, a masterpiece. Can't see it myself, but a masterpiece, you can. What is it that God has said to you? Well, what was the prophecy that you were given years ago that you need to blow the dust off and start reviving in your life? What are the scriptures that give you life? You know, when Jesus says, I came to give life and life in all its fullness... Well, we think that miraculously, just by being involved in church, that the fullness of life is going to happen. Well, the fullness of life is evil. The scripture and the words of God, the bread of heaven. I love the fact we're giving free bread out today. Love that. Thanks, Carrie. Fourth one, works. And we've got to pick the pace up. Works. God, what is it you want me to do? What changes can I make and how can I see things differently? You know, if you've got a wall in front of you right now, you're going to need some tools to break it down. <sighs> Nobody panic. This isn't going bad. This is. Oh. If you've got a wall in front of you, you need something that is capable of taking it down. I was about this a couple of weeks ago and we shared this that 
my worry about preaching a breakthrough is that we can't preach from the front that we don't have to do anything because God will do everything. That was my worry. Preach a message that says, God, you can do everything. And God can do everything, so don't misquote me. Don't misquote me. But we're here in life on earth for a reason. And that's to work out our life, our salvation, our life with Christ. And you know what? When we're working something out, it means we're going to have to go to work and we're going to have to do some things ourselves. And you know what? When there's a wall that needs breaking down, you need tools that are going to break it down. Welcoming God, worshipping him, standing on his word and asking God, what changes do I need to make in order to do something in my life? I asked Dan, I said, Dan, you got a big hammer. And he wasn't wrong, was he? It's heavy, right? You might look at this and go, Ben, I know prayer is a sledgehammer, but I haven't got the strength to pick it up. Yeah, it's clear. <laughs> Don't hurt anyone, but give that hammer a bit of a swing. A bit of a swing, like, take a step back, pick it up, swing it around. <laughs> yeah it's heavy right it's heavy thanks guys you modeled that absolutely brilliantly um it's heavy you might be there going ben i need to stand on the promises of god but you don't know how tired i am i haven't got the strength to pick up this hammer i haven't got the strength to it in front of me yes and i know that i need to pray and i know that i need to read the bible but i haven't got the energy Life is beating me up way too much. In Exodus, we read about Moses. Moses was at war. The Israelites were at war. And there's a story, and we won't turn to it for the sake of time, but Moses is at war. And it speaks about when Moses' arms are raised high, the Israelites are winning. They're ahead of the battle, they're in charge. And yet, as Moses gets tired, as his arms begin to drop, the battle changes, and it, it spins around. And it almost feels like, you know, while Moses has got the strength and his arms are aloft and he can raise them to God, he's able to break through. And yet, in his fatigue, his arms begin dropping. Aaron, his brother, and her, they find stones and they find rocks and they go and they hold aloft the arms of Moses. They stick stones under his arms so that his arms can stay lifted on high. And as his arms are high, heaven comes to fight for the Israelites. Who's heard that song? I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. And there's a line that says, and heaven comes to fight for me. Well, what does heaven come in to fight for you look like? You know, brothers and sisters here in the church, if you're struggling to pick up the tools for breakthrough, if you're struggling to swing the hammer, tell someone about it. Talk to someone about it. Come and get prayer. And the errands and the hers of this room will come and put things underneath your arms to hold your arms aloft. We'll come and pick up the hammer with you. We'll come and pray. We'll come and get with you. And we'll begin to break through. We'll begin to break through some of the struggles 
of your life. Noah. How many years was it? It was 120 years or something? Noah exercising faith before the rain came. If you've not got the strength to pick up this hammer, there's a couple of very practical points that I'm going to leave you with. And if you're waiting for something disastrous to happen before you start swinging breakthrough hammers, that's a bit of a daft thing. It starts daily. Remember that kid song we just sang, day after day, day after day, and finding strength along the way. You know how you strength, you exercise muscles. So if you want to break through something massive in your life, maybe it's grief, maybe it's um, sin, maybe it's something that is just causing you to stumble and feel pain. Well, maybe try breaking through some of the small things first. Maybe exercise prayer for when you're just worried about something. Maybe exercise prayer, exercise worship on the day-to-day things. God, what is it you're saying to me today through your word? God, I welcome you. I worship you. God, what is it that you want me to do differently? Practice breaking through. You know, if you're bored, practice breaking through boredom. You know, when I'm bored, I'm more likely to sin. Fact. When I'm bored, I'm more likely to sin. Practice breaking through boredom and avoid sin. Practice breaking temptation. Practice breaking through greed and through pride. Practice what it takes to be faithful to stand on promises. And welcome God into your situations and give him the worship that he deserves. So that you can play to the final with. So that you don't give up. And when we take our last breath on earth or Jesus returns to take us home, we can enter eternity that we broke through and that we weren't beaten because of Jesus. Don't wait for something terrible to happen in your life before you start trying to break through. Break through the day-to-day things. Build up strength, build up courage. If you're beaten up right now and you can't swing it, well, there's plenty of people in the room that are gonna come and help you with it. We're gonna do it alongside you because we wanna be more like Christ. We wanna be more like Jesus. I have gone on way too long. So thank you for your patience. Um, We're going to just take a minute to pray. And I just want to split the room sort of into a a few places. Now, guys, look, if you're not comfortable with this, I get this, and that's cool. You just sit still and just not worry about it. No pressure. But if there's something in your life that you want to break through, please don't let this moment pass without coming to get prayer. Please, don't do it. And I know you're all coming. None of you put your hand up. But what I want is, if there's a real big need, and I'm on, like, the big stuff. If there's a big thing for breakthrough, I want you to come to the front in a few minutes. We'll play a song or something. I'm sure Stephen will sort a nice break. 
and we'd love to pray with you. You know, the meeting can come to an end. It's not just a two-minute, like, we'll bring it to an end, and we'll just, you come out, come to the front, maybe sit on these chairs here, and we're going to pray for you. If you're thinking, you know what, I feel okay right now, there's nothing major, I want you to come and be somebody that prays for someone else. I don't mean specifically. I don't mean you have to lay, I don't, not necessarily laying hands on people or, or praying specifically. I just mean come and be an Aaron or a her and stand alongside them and just pray for them as they break through, as God begins to in, in their life. If you've got something like maybe like, I just need help breaking through the like, the day-to-day stuff, the boredom, the monotony, the the, the, the work, I'm not myself in work because I'm not focused, or da, 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 da. then if that's you, come and get prayer. And we're going to be, these in the room, the errands and the herds, we're going to pray for you as well. We'll play the breakthrough track. And if you're not comfortable with praying for someone, I get it. Don't worry. No panic. You can just chill out. There's no, 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 you can just chill and be yourself where you're at, or we can just mingle at the back and chat and do whatever you need to do. But we're bringing the meeting to a close. But I want an opportunity right now to deal with some of the stuff that we need to break through from. And we're going to do it together. Is that cool? Yeah? Good stuff.